0: Hello everyone, I am Lindsay and I am with Allie And we are the two girls on this one podcast um, We are also joined by our lovely producer Matt, say hi Matt Thanks for calling me lovely Well it's okay, they can't see you, they don't know the truth laughter um, <laughs> As most of you know, I am freshly back from the burn My time on the playa was very serious, y'all It was wild Honestly, I was very much a straight white man at the beginning because I was like (laughs) I think that Burning Man is being perfect just for me I was like, <laughs> Burning Man knows it's my first time, so there's it's not too hot, it's not too cold. There's not a lot of dust storms. Wow, I can just do whatever I want. It's amazing. And literally, then...
1: I would say eighty five percent of our last episode, which you missed, was <laughs> Allie talking about how great the weather was. Oh at yeah, Burning yeah. Man for you. Was oh my god,
2: for me last year, and then I was looking at the weather, and it was like seventy five and sunny. I was like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, I heard that it was. Um, overall, despite the rain, which I know you're going to get into, but my friend said overall last year was much more difficult weather wise.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Last year sounded like a fucking nightmare and this year it rained and literally that was it. And the news that you all were being given was absolutely insane. (laughs)
2: I'm like, I don't, I don't know.
0: I don't. For example, I'm actually
2: like really upset where I'm like, oh, oh, truly, you can't trust the news. It makes me really upset. Like I was texting Matt. I was so worried. Mm -hmm. Yes, we were concerned. The news was like fucking Lord of the Flies. Everyone's going to start eating each other. i was texting all my friends. No one has service. And then one by one, every single one was like, no, I'm fine. Yeah.
1: Multiple people who are who have never even thought about Burning Man in their lives were yeah. like, "Hey, have you heard about what's going on?" I'm like, "I know. Yeah. One of my hosts is there. I can't believe it." <laughs>
2: yeah, the number of people who texted me because they know I love it, and but the news was <laughs> apocalyptic, and all my friends were like, "Yeah, it rains." It. I mean, it sounds whatever. I want to. I want to hear what, what it, you think. Yeah. Thought.
0: No. I I came out so. I knew, I knew that people were getting fed bad things because it was, it was physically challenging. Like Mm -hmm. you literally, but I had a camp, 90% of people have a camp where there is at least one certified sunproof, waterproof spot that Mm -hmm. people from your camp can go. Mm -hmm. And my, my camp had two of those. So we're actually really lucky. And we. I know and, this
2: doesn't matter for most people, but where were you located? What were your cross streets?
0: I was at 5 and D, so it was an excellent spot. Got, it, got um, it. Okay, go on, go on. Really <laughs> yeah, easy no, to no. get to the esplanade.
2: <laughs> Matt doesn't get it, but like this is, this is key
3: information. I love, it. Yeah. I love it. So love it. for
0: anybody who doesn't know, actually, it, this was interesting things that I learned. Um, Burning Man is set up like a clock dial, mm-hmm. so... The, the roads are around a clock. So the circular roads that follow the clock are letters and they go like A through F or something. And the um, roads that go in towards the center of the clock are numbered like the hands of a clock, or like the hmm. the clock would be numbered. So I was at five o'clock on the clock dial, which is very close to the center. Obviously, yeah,
2: that's a good location. Yeah, yeah. six
0: o'clock is the center. So I was at five hmm. o'clock and D, yeah. which is also close to the center of the way the letters go from A to whatever F. Or yeah, because e. so it goes
2: up to like K or something. It goes oh. for a while. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I because mean, I, I camped on oh, the outskirts right. last year. It went up yeah. to Jay.
0: I know someone yeah. who was at like ten o'clock in Jay and I was like, Wow, your camp must be really bad at cleaning up moop. Uh I know it moops. No, no, is. no, no, no.
2: That's not that's not how it that's not how placement works. I think works. you get
0: placed by how well you clean up moop. Moop?
2: No, but you Which can also. Which is trash.
0: It's like things that you let like your litter. Your litter after Big- your camp cleans up.
2: Big big camps who apply for a good spot. If they don't get one, it's because they're they're either not offering something great to the community or they yeah, did something wrong. But there are people too. like me who opt like there are camps who opt to be far out because it's quieter.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and also if you're so if you're like, solo camping, camp, you're usually J farther out.
2: Or, yeah, I want to be out there. So there anyway, go on.
0: Yeah, sorry, yeah, very important
1: true. question. Yes. Is Moop a colloquial term yes. specific um, it's, to no, Burning it's
2: Man? Out of place. Yeah,
0: and it is. It is specific to Burning Man. I've yeah, literally okay. never it's heard not a it anywhere It's term. I've no. never heard
1: that in my life. Okay. I've heard
2: it in the context of camping, but I don't know but if it's burners. because... from Burners. I'm exactly. sure
1: it's from yeah. Burners. But yeah, I, but, yeah. But
2: Matt, it's matter out of place, and it's the idea of leave no trace.
0: Yeah. Matter Which is definitely a camping place. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's very... Okay, so I'll talk about all the good things and then the bad things. So... Or, or maybe I'll talk about the bad things first and then the good things. The bad things were not that bad. The mud was crazy. On the day that, I, um, that, that it rained, I was out with like four of my closest friends from my camp. And we were planning to go to Deep Playa because to that point I had only been to Shallow Playa, which I don't know what the word is for Shallow Playa, but like the part of the playa that's closest to the esplanade, I was calling Shallow mm-hmm. Playa the whole
2: time. I never Actually made it like to that. Deep I've playa. never heard that, but I like it. Yeah. You never made it to Deep Playa?
0: I never made it to Deep Playa oh, and there I was this really cool playa. car called the Electric Lazy that had like a five to ten minute like solo immersive situation that if you found this car, you got to have this cool I've magical been in experience. There. Oh, yeah. okay, good. So at least maybe it'll happen again. If yeah, I it's to real. I'm it. Okay. <laughs> no, I knew, I knew it was real, but I just <laughs> yes. I never made it to Deep Playa, bro. Anyway.
2: Um, Deep play is magical because it's where yeah. like things just happen by and you have this like insane experience that you can yeah. never have again.
0: That's that's literally true of all of Burning Man though, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so on on like the Monday, which is basically my first full day at Burning Man, I was obviously consuming some things and I was otherwise, and my friends were playing in this big. Um, light up jellyfish <laughs> installation. And uh, there was some nice strangers that came in too. And I was too otherwise to like really want to talk to them for a long time. But my friend was like into talking to them. And I was like, great, have a good time. I'm going to climb into this giant camping chair, which was like also an art piece. It was a camping chair for a 12 foot tall person mm-hmm. <laughs> and but it was literally like a camping chair. So I yeah, climbed yeah, up cool. into this camping chair by myself <laughs> was like looking at my friends playing the jellyfish. I was looking at the light, and then... J-
1: just to clarify the camping chair was a normal human size but because you are very <laughs> small it felt mm-hmm. and you were on drugs. In- in- yeah, in- that's, that's how it
2: is for Lindsay <laughs> yeah. in any chair. Yeah. <laughs> just, no. in,
1: just normal chairs.
2: Yeah. yeah. no. <laughs> apartment. She's like, there's a house for a
0: giant. <laughs> no, I, I cannot touch the ground with my feet in normal chairs, Ever. but yeah. I don't usually have to climb up into the chairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was in fact a chair for a giant. And because I was otherwise, I was staring at everyone as they walked by. And there's so many beautiful people at Burning Man. And maybe because everyone is so like choosing to be happy or choosing to be their most themselves which Hmm. isn't always happy which is fine i don't know why people choose to be surly but a lot of people at burning man like to be surly which is fine but Hmm. people just seem more beautiful and they're also wearing like weird like steampunk outfits and you know so there's just beautiful people everywhere
2: because now there's like a burning man style but when i first went i sound like such an old crotchety lady but like it was just dress as silly as you can like everybody oh, yeah. was wearing like the silliest weirdest thing, and now it's like you have to be sexy and like leather, and I'm like, what the fuck is no, no? Chic.
0: I mean, there's still plenty of silly. There is like a weird thing but that's even happening, the but silly
2: there's... is like we're all wearing tutus as yeah. opposed to like yeah, there was yeah yeah. Well, on this you day, used...
0: this this my first day at Burning Man was so completely magical. I went around with my friend Jocelyn, aka Deep Sparkle, and we were just having a day full of magic. We left the the camp at 9:30. I was kind of wearing just regular clothes because it was my first day, and I just wanted breakfast. And I thought I was going straight back to camp. We left at nine 30 to get breakfast. And I, I did not go back to my camp until 6 PM. And I was wearing a completely different outfit. I was wearing a, <laughs> of an orange was. tutu and an orange lace top. And I came back to my camp, had dinner and then went back out immediately. So this Qu- is quick. Sorry. Quick yeah.
1: question. Did you, does, had your friend been there before? Cause oh, Ali and I were talking about like Getting in with a, with someone who knows the landscape versus total virgin yeah. experience.
0: I was very lucky. Deep Sparkle, this was her fifth
1: time. So, Oh, okay. So you're going with a guy, with yeah. a Sherpa, and, basically. And
0: for breakfast, we went out with, like, three other people for breakfast. Cool. Um But... The breakfast spot we wanted to go to had already run out of food because it was kind of late. Nine forty-five. Hundred percent. That's what you. Yeah. yeah.
2: You chase stuff at Burning Man, and it's yeah. like it's not there. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> since, but since something that place, else magical is on exactly, the way. Exactly. You know. Exactly.
0: So so that place was closed, but then we saw they were like, "Hey, that place is done, but we got mimosas. We get in line for mimosas." Sparkly Jay was the last one to get a mimosa with prosecco in it, and I just had a big old cup of tangerine juice, and it was <laughs> delightful. <laughs> and then we went to th- cereal thrillers. And and they served us cereal and I had a little mermaid cereal and then I had a cereal that tasted like nutter butter and like a nutter butter cereal. <laughs> and it was delightful. And then we walked around, there there was just so many so so much food. Someone was like, Oh, dude, we're making pizza yeah. in a pizza oven on the shallow playa. And I was like, Great. We had There's just so much food. We had pizza. We had biscuits and gravy. We had a bowl full of melon. It was just—I was (laughs) so full. There was too much food between
1: Allie talking about the weather, and then we're like, uh, we're back here in civilization. Like, is Lindsay alive? (laughs) Is she gonna—is she gonna survive? Where did she go? And I'm like, how was it? How what happened? You're like, well, I had some cereal. (laughs) I had (laughs) so much food.
2: Rundown of. (laughs) We ate a melon. Like wow, it's great radio, Lindsay. Speed it I'm sorry, up. but it was de- it was delightful
0: though. I'm just saying, people are like, oh, make sure you take a lot of food, and I was like, there was so much food, I literally couldn't eat it all. I well, mean, there's just snow cones and booze, something. but they offer they offer something. There was also places where you could like paint like a, a beautiful elephant that someone in their camp had drawn. You could get your body painted. Like, it was crazy. You could ride on an people art is car. It's
2: like a city. Appears and you can explore it any way you want. And if that Mm -hmm. means you go get food all day at all the different quote unquote restaurants, great. If you want to do spa stuff all week, you can do that. If you want to climb art all week, which is what I do, you can do that. Like people (laughs) don't understand that it's like an entire city appears. Yeah, it's it's really cool.
0: What I was saying is like you wake up in the morning and anything is possible. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's like nice. that, and it really—I think that's why people love it because it really does feel like any anything can happen today. Yes. Like, and you can do anything.
2: Something will happen that you couldn't imagine when, you yeah, know. that you mm-hmm. wouldn't
0: expect. And so, anyway, let's skip to the end of this day. Um, we went to Golden <laughs> Guy, which is a, a recreation yep, of a town in Tokyo. It's really fun, but huh. I was too otherwise to enjoy it. I was like, "There's too many people. It's too close." And then this beautiful, beautiful man—the most beautiful, like. Young Orlando Bloom could never hope to be this beautiful. That's how gorgeous this man was. Yeah. Wow. His his playa name is 2x4. Shots by four fired, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. he got hit in the head by a 2x4 on his first burn and had to go to the med tent. This was like his <laughs> third burn. And he <laughs> gave me my playa name on my first day. I told him exactly what I told you guys about my day. And then he was like, I think that... We were hanging out with them for a little bit, and then he comes back to me, and his face is so close to my face, and I was like, this beautiful person is so close to me. And then he said, I think your Playa name might be Tangerine Dream. Mm. <laughs> and so that's my Playa name. So that was very fun.
1: Sorry, dumb dumb question that you both know, and I don't understand. Who is authorized to give you the name? Is it just anyone or someone who's been to Burning Man before? Is this a custom?
0: Nah, It's it, 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 Anyone can, can give it thing. to you, you and it okay. sort of okay. happens I, I, organically, I, I, Yeah, hopefully.
1: You were, people You were, were them describing themselves. it like it was a yeah. ceremony, like it was a religious moment or something, but it's <laughs> well, uh, It, it's it is a
0: moment for everyone to, like, get their playa name, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I
2: disagree, but go on. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. It, it, it also is like, whatever, just call yourself whatever you want. Um, just like in real life, <laughs> mm. um, anyway.
1: which we'll co- we will be covering that today, of course.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, tease, that, tease, tease, tease. Yeah, I mean, based on our 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 um, guest's name, obviously, mm-hmm. you can you can call yourself
1: whatever you want. Anyway. We talked about this last week. I just find so many similarities to this, like imaginary city, as Ali said. Of like, bloop, it just appears, and do whatever you want. Like. That is VR. That is VR chat. That is Second Life. That is a lot of video games. There is something I it's this is an IRL fantasy experience yeah. that I just fucking love. I there's yeah. something so freeing about it.
0: Yeah. There's pirate ships sailing across right, exactly. the fucking desert.
2: I, I, we joke about it, but I actually think you would really enjoy going once.
0: I think that most people would, honestly, I I think Mm -hmm. that most people would, and I don't think that everybody has to, and I don't think that everybody's going to love it the same way some people love it because mm, spoiler alert, Burning Man did not like get to me that deep.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, But you're you're making me think about the two different kinds of vacations of like, we are planning this and we are going here, we're staying here, then we're going to do this museum and this tour and we're going to do, and then there's other type of like. Yeah, whatever happens, and you just wander around and do that's whatever. Yeah, in a city. There's no
2: plan, you just
1: yeah. And, and there is something very freeing about that second category that yeah. sounds very cool.
2: I mean, there
0: is you can have a plan, but being totally. committed to a plan is going to fucking ruin your life. Yeah, you that's uh, like, you're, you're, I'm what you're saying over about here. it makes me realize
1: yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I love that.
0: You're like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to hope that this happens. But if it doesn't, mm-hmm. we're going to be over there for a bit.
1: You totally. know, we're not going to like plenty more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And even in like, there's just little magic that happens all the time. One of my older, oldest friends, not older, same age as me, was happened to be on my block and I didn't know it. And then I hear him saying, do you want a smoothie? And I turn around, I'm like, Cody, what? It's crazy. Weird. So it's, the odds it's,
1: of that. That's crazy. The odds
0: of that are extremely low. Like extremely low because I didn't even – I thought he was camping with a totally different camp. So
1: it's – Oh, but you knew he was going but – I knew that he was a burner
0: and that he was likely to go. But like just like Allie, he could have not gone that year. I didn't talk to him about it.
1: Sorry. One more super weird question that doesn't really apply to anything I would ever do but (laughs) – do people bring kids or yes. teenagers yes. or is that not yes. allowed? Okay. No, no, okay. There are kids of all
0: ages. And Interesting. Our, our camp, my camp is Yummy Ruminations and we offer a taste of the universe. Anything real or imagined you can ask for. And we hmm. were actually on the same block as what Kidville as well. So we, you can come up and we say that to people and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, what's something? what's the weirdest thing you can imagine? And this kid goes, an alien burp and I was like amazing go up and ask for an alien burp and so they create mm. we have like a, a the yum cart which is full of different flavors and we have like a collection of spoons and you might get lots of different flavors in one spoon or you might get three different spoons with individual flavors that layer to make your to make your taste but people asked for the strength of their Aztec ancestors and the warmth of their mother's hug or demons blood or the, so my first shift, I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And, um, Nobody else showed up to the cart which was delightful. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, and I walk over and I see two little kids literally breaking into the cart. It was like an 80s movie. <laughs> I okay. I see them and I'm like, "Oh, hey guys, what's up?" And they're like, "Do you want to taste anything in the world?"
1: And I was
0: like, yeah. <laughs> "I think I'm supposed to be saying that to y'all." And they're like, <laughs> "Oh." And so I was How like, "How
1: old though? What what age roughly
0: are you?" Um, there are, I think they're like there. there. These two boys were like eight and 11. They were pretty young. And so my um, friends
2: went with their kids last year and I visited them in kidville.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's nice. It's actually really nice. Kids are, they, they offer a unique perspective on everything in life. So when you have kids at Burning Man, it's interesting. We had a kid at our camp, but their parents Mm. only kept him there for like the first three days. And then they took him to Reno to his grandma. And then they came back and were kid free the last four days. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, that's, it was cool. That's, that's cool. But we we asked him, "What's your favorite part?" And he goes, "The line." And we were like, "What?" <laughs> and he's like, "It's so fun." Did you like the line? And I was like, "I what? I don't I don't the know line for what." And he was like, "Next year, the line to get into Burning Man, sitting in line <laughs> in your car for four <laughs> hours and, and, and was his favorite part. The line to get out, which, to get out was you, eight you'll, hours you'll, uh, long.
1: Uh, you'll yes. get to in a minute,
0: <laughs> um, but." Anyway, these two kids—they broke. This was like one of the more magical parts of my thing. I'm going in so many different spots, but no, it's great. I they were it. so funny, and I, I was like, "Y'all, you can't, you can't. Do you just break into the grocery store when it's closed <laughs> and you want something?" And they said, "No." And I said, "Okay, well."
2: Well, the beauty of Burning Man, though, is that, like, generally speaking, you are allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, hey, you this know? is a commune, yeah.
0: bitch. But I said. Okay, you guys can stay if you can make me what it tastes like to Mm. break into somewhere and immediately start Mm. working there. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) the two of them made me a a spoon that had cheese whiz, um, crushed up saltines and (laughs) uh, pop rocks. <laughs> and i <laughs> ate it and it wasn't terrible and it did taste like breaking into a place and immediately starting
1: work to yeah, work there yeah i could at uh, that yeah. that tracks and yeah, so
0: these that. two kids were my shift partners for the next 2 hours <gasps> which was like it was an hour before anyone else who was supposed to be working there showed up and we we gave the people the yum cart and they and because they were I was like y'all can't be tasting everything and we can't put pop rocks in all the flavors <laughs> but they were actually really good especially the little one the eight-year-old he was so good at it I was like you actually have a gift for and, being and, a tasteologist
1: dude, you're you're a professional camp counselor yeah. so you and these kids are like <laughs> boop we got each other I oh, can, I could easily see this happening oh
0: it was Actually, so delightful, and I mm-hmm. and I they were actually really good at it, and I had them stop making their own spoons and just put the, the the ingredients out because they kept eating everything. But it was still very funny. And when their mom finally figured out where they were, <laughs> she goes, "Oh my gosh, I thought they were in family camp." And I'm like, "No, girl, they've been here for two hours." Uh, the little uh-huh. one was like, "Can I make my mama taste?" And I was like, "Of course you can." And she's the one who actually asked for demon's blood. <laughs> And he made it for her, and it was really a really good taste. It was really Look, good.
1: I, I support the idea of free range children, and it is it is a <laughs> it is a really good concept and a good thing. But the idea of going of going to a place like this with kids and losing track of them for two hours, feels yeah, my, my friends crazy crazy actually
2: yeah my friends after the experience were like yeah we thought we were such cool parents bringing our kids and they said it was very stressful and not stressful. So they're not going to do it Kurt, again
1: no yeah, doubt yeah, no yeah. doubt yes
0: but the teens were actually pretty cool and the thing is they weren't far i don't know It, it yeah it, i don't know it's, it's it could have been bad but it wasn't like, you know
2: part of me feels i think it's totally i i admire when people bring their kids but i think they're Burning Man the whole idea is like everything is designed to be a bit sub, um subversive mm-hmm. and to like go against the grain of what society tells you needs to happen mm-hmm. so there's there's a level that I just think kids will not be able to understand because mm. what's fun as an adult is you learn all the rules of society totally show up to Burning Man and they're all the opposite, right? Everybody yells safety third, you know? And I just feel like as a child, (laughs) it's, you know, while you climb a sculpture,
0: there is some benefit to it. I personally would never bring my kids, but the the people that bring them, I, I get it. And the kids minds are, awakened and there were a bunch of teens that came to the yum cart and when the teens asked for things it was honestly like beautiful like i I I can't
2: imagine what it's like to be a teenager yeah but i will say i have another friend who um a yale friend you might know him so i'll tell you off air but he the name but he um i think i might have told this story on this podcast before but he and his wife brought their kid to a local like uh you know low a mini burn burn. a baby burn and he was like Mm -hmm. Oh, we're such an amazing open-minded parents and everybody was running around (laughs) naked, you know, and then boy went to kindergarten or first grade started taking off all his clothes and they got a a call from the teacher's office and they were like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's like, they don't understand the the
1: base. Yeah,
2: Yeah, you have to learn the rules first to then appreciate how they're all being broken.
1: Well, um, it's, it's, but, it, but it's so fat. It, I, you're laying out a fascinating social structure because in a way, Burning Man is all the adults getting together to be free, like children of like, do whatever you want, take what, play yeah. wherever you want, yeah. take yeah. whatever you want. Children don't need um, it as much. Everything cause cause they is, already is adult have play, that. right?
2: Like the giant camping play. chair. Everything and, is. And kids
1: yeah. are like that by default. So you put a kid in that environment and it's like wait what is expected of them and how should they behave it's It's fascinating
2: they'll thrive and have fun in many ways there's giant jungle gyms everywhere but it's like the whole point is what you just said right yeah that that we get to play and so they they fit in but it doesn't (laughs) yeah Burning Man only allowed kids
0: very recently it used to be 18 and over yeah in the beginning it used to be 18 and over and you you like couldn't go unless you were like old enough to be in the military. So
2: <laughs> are you sure? Cause how would they yeah. check that? They,
0: they, they check your ID when you, when you yeah. Check but in. When it
2: was first started back in the nineties, there was no check-in. It was like people mm. showed up in the I think it desert. was started
0: before the nineties. And, but in the nineties, I know for a fact, cause someone in my camp has been going since the nineties and oh, wow. he snuck in at 17 and everyone would be like, wait, how old are you? Uh, and so I know for a fact that it used to be 18 and up. Um but the yeah they they he literally snuck in he was in a box and was not the box was not checked
2: yeah. And so that's <laughs> how he got it. It actually started in San Francisco on Baker Beach, and it was just sort of a mm. gathering. And then it grew and yeah. grew and grew and moved to the desert. And yeah, that's
1: interesting. Um, yeah. But I just
2: looked it up, and it said the, it originated on June 22nd, 1986. I want to watch a yeah. documentary about it. 86. You're really making yeah. me there, I think miss there are it. several
0: documentaries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um,
2: I but I want okay, to say was two your more favorite things. piece of art.
0: Oh, wait, Can I want to say stop. two more things before that. So we were talking about the okay. M card. Teenagers, when they asked for things, it was so interesting. One, one teenager asked for the taste of thinking that you fucked up and learning that you actually did a really good job. Hmm. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs>
3: that and, is, that
0: is. And another teenager asked for what it feels like to be in love, not to fall in love. And so, <laughs> like, I, I like layered in like things that are hard to, to swallow <laughs> and then like a beautiful gentle flavors at the end it was really cool um, and then i also fell in love in that big chair i i, I was staring at a beautiful stranger and i Said, "Would you like to sit in this chair with me?" And he said, "Yes." And then we spent the whole night together, watched the sunrise, and he—not in the chair, <laughs> yeah. walking around the playa—and <laughs> he walked me back to my camp, and then later came back and found me. And he was like my playa boyfriend for the week, and he's delightful. And he's I oh, got a playa boyfriend. <laughs> I got a playa boyfriend on my first night. Like, mom, I got a playa boyfriend, and nice. uh, his playa but, name is, is this- Daddy.
1: Okay. Yeah. But is this a person that you want to stay in touch with going forward or no? Yeah. They have evaporated from your life?
0: Yeah, okay. no, we're already in touch. I'm You're trying to touch, convince right? him to come visit me.
2: Oh my gosh. Where
0: does <laughs> he live? Yeah. San Diego.
2: Oh that's not okay. far.
0: It's, yeah, not far. That's it's not far. It's not far.
2: Wow. Yeah. This would be yeah. crazy if this And is also how- my whole camp
0: loved him He would come to camp Like he came when I was on shift And he hung out for like 30 minutes Until I got off shift And then we like had a little afternoon date Where we got snow cones And went to the sauna And made out in oh the sauna gosh. Where a bunch of hot gay guys were hooking up It was great <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh, this is the dream. I've always wanted to play a boyfriend. Yeah,
0: everyone's like, I can't believe you got to play a boyfriend on your first fucking day. We've been trying for eight years.
2: Because there's something so romantic about being able to gallivant in this like, like unreal environment with literally anything could happen. And yeah. yeah.
0: But also you can sleep separately if you want to. (laughs) I hope so. I invited
2: him. We'll see. I mean it's not far. Oh my god, I'm invested.
1: <laughs> yeah. But this fe- this feels very much like it's not one to one, but it's like, oh, we got together on this reality show where everything was magical or whatever. And then we got in the real world real world and it was like, Oh God, no. This this guy's not working out. <laughs> you know did, what I mean? I'm be not wishing like that. that of course. He's but, very but much my in, type
0: though. He's got okay, dark good. hair and he's an engineer, so here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is he he's a funny astronaut?
0: Um, he's a playful astronaut. I okay. actually don't know if he's funny, but he's very kind and he was so gentle How with do you me. I don't like,
2: know if he's funny.
0: Well, because we were just being so sweet, you know, it was like, Mm. mm -mm. we laughed together a lot, but I, I, you know, I know that my friends are funny because they're like actively funny all the time, but he's an Mm. engineer, Uh so it's different. Like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know if my dad was funny by hanging out with my dad for a week. But when my dad hangs out with the rest of my family, everybody else is trying so hard to bit, 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 one up, one up. And my dad waits till everybody's quiet. And then he says the funniest thing.
1: Yeah. And everyone's like,
0: Jesus, Uncle Glenn, you're so funny. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean.
1: Um, All right. Fast forward to the the crisis.
0: Oh, God. Okay. So then the day that it was going to be horrible... I, I woke up early ish with my friends and we went, we were going to go to deep playa. We were trying, we were in shallow playa and a windstorm came in and it was my first white out and I could only literally only see my friends. Yep. I couldn't see anything else. And my friends were <laughs> like, let's still try to go. And Whoa. me and me and Jocelyn were like, wait, guys, wait. And then we couldn't we couldn't physically ride our bikes because of the windstorm. Wow. It was just blowing That's sand against our bike. That's when I realized when I bike. started
2: talking to friends about the mud that it sounds like it was the same exact thing as last was year the, when I was stuck in a 24-hour whiteout. And, yeah, nobody's leaving. Nobody's going anywhere. And you can't bike. It was exactly it's that. that. It's just that rain is, you know, the, the climate an, change aspect makes me sad. It's so unusual yeah. to have that yes. much rain. And we're having yes. so many erratic weather events. But, yeah, yeah I...
0: That's exactly what it is. I
2: was like, oh, okay, no. Because my God, the news made it sound like literally people were gonna start eating. I
0: know. So I'm gonna fast forward. So we were in the we were in the windstorm, it was crazy. And then we were like, okay, we can't go to Deep Playa in this windstorm. We gotta get back home. So we were we were trying to get back home. Then the windstorm like suddenly stopped, and we were riding our bikes, and I and then it started gently raining, and we were all like, Oh my god, how cute is this? This rain is so sweet, like how gentle. (laughs) And then the rain started to get less gentle and then i saw this woman walking her bike and i was like that's weird and then i heard it was like in a movie things started like slowly breaking down all around me this mm-hmm. other woman's bike the, the the it was a motorized bike and it wasn't going and this guy was like yeah i think the mud is coming up the works and then somebody else was walking their bike somebody's carrying their bike i was like wow it's getting harder to bike but i can't believe everybody's bike is breaking down then i see my two friends um, my friends, Day and Jimmy, were stopped. They were ahead of us and they were stopped. And they, their bike, I was like, oh, man, even Jimmy's bike is broken down. And then I was like, wow, I'm glad my bike is still working. <laughs> and then my bike couldn't go. Because basically the mud was caking up on your wheels yeah. such mm-hmm. that the wheels couldn't turn. Because mm-hmm. the, it was just the mud was too high for the wheels to turn through the bike mechanisms. It was crazy. But by the time my bike broke down, I was literally half a block from camp. Good. And then we get back, and it was like you literally can't walk. It was so it seems a much bit brutal mud. If
2: you were actually in deep playa when oh this my started,
0: God. Mm. fucking nightmare. I, because you can't. have
2: to walk miles with your bike to get back in the mud. Wow. I mean, people yeah. left their bikes. People left wow. their bikes.
0: They huh. were like, they, they left their bikes There's and tried no to way. make it back to camp. We had yeah. two people that were. We had uh, like, actually, there were four people that were unaccounted for the whole first night of the rain that we didn't know where they were. We knew Whoa. where they had said they were going at least for three of them. And yeah. one of them we didn't know Well they
2: probably just sheltered somewhere else yeah. because yeah. they couldn't mm-hmm. make it back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We weren't that scared because we had three people who weren't part of our camp that we were sheltering. So we we're yeah. like, they're right. somewhere. Okay. They're safe. You, yeah. Yeah. And then we yeah. finally when, when got to out
2: I couldn't come I couldn't get back for a long yeah. time. But I um it makes me sad though because I think Nevada is going to be pissed. How much stuff is left in the dirt? Oh, Cause so the whole much idea moop. is like
1: so much moop in really, there. Really,
2: it was, it was in really the,
0: intense. It's scary because normal, also it like would cake on, and you can't even find it. And when the playa dries, it's like literally plaster. It's plastered. Yeah. It's you like an archaeological, it yeah, it's an archaeological site. Yeah, It's archaeologists will dig up these well, bikes
1: so, yeah. in thousands. Usually, thousand what years.
2: happens? Usually, what happens is when you are breaking down your camp, you you are required to go through with a rake, and you mm. rake. Every we single, still did that. Our camp rows, still did that yeah, on and you Wednesday. Pick up every single piece of moop. Yeah, but it's like the stuff is probably deep in there now.
1: Yeah. You it fucking was bad. piece of moop.
2: So <laughs> finally You didn't uh, even tell me your favorite piece of art.
0: Uh, there was so much. I don't even really remember. <laughs> I didn't have a deep art experience like some people. And there are some ways to do like just like an art tour, which is so cool. But I, I just kind of like let it wash over me. I didn't super engage with all of it. But there were so many amazing things. There was this one, um, maybe this was my favorite. There was a cloud on a forklift that you could get rides up in the cloud <laughs> and it would take you around <laughs> and it would float, the cloud would float around and it would only do like five rides in each spot and then it would go somewhere else. But it lit up at night and it was that was very, very cool. I got to
2: ride on an I art love how car. Things, that was delightful. I, I love how things just, you know, are so ephemeral. Like they'll take yeah. five people and then they'll yeah. move. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, and they they
0: tell you they're like, "Hey, we're this is our last ride in this location, but hopefully you can find us out on the playa." And you can't be mad. And and I didn't see a lot of like annoying you can't be begging. Mad because it's like the joy of it. Please just let you know? us go. Can we just go? We're here. People do that in real life, which is so annoying. And they, I didn't mm-hmm. see that happening. I'm sure it did, but I fortunately yeah. didn't see it happening, well,
2: I think people understand that that's the joy of it. The joy yeah. of it is that it disappears and it's going to it's about to go surprise someone else, yeah, you have mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. you have to
0: and there's also a lot of living vicariously joy. You just sit and watch someone else do it. and that's hmm. you can see how exciting it is, you know? And yeah, that the offerings is... are that. It's a lesson in vicarious joy. Like giving someone something that makes them laugh or cry is so beautiful. It's so beautiful.
2: Yeah. One of my favorite things last year was just I made a pizza, maybe at that same <laughs> pizza camp mm-hmm. you went to because it was shallow playa. And your whole point is that you don't eat the pizza yourself. You surprise someone mm. on the uh, on the Aww. playa with a pizza. You Aww. find someone who looks like they need a pizza <laughs> and you show up. And then for that person, they're like, holy shit, a pizza just appeared for me. You know what I mean? So you create – and then they – that's the story that they – so I found people that were still like working on – erecting their sculpture. And it was like a hundred degrees and they're fucking hammering. And I was just like, do you want a pizza? And they were like, who is this angel? And so for them, it's going to be for them. It's this memory of like when I needed it most, it you know what I mean? And that's why people say shit like the plan provides, you know, but it's like, it's
0: so true though.
2: Yeah, but it is it is designed to surprise and delight, and it's also why your first year tends to be so fucking magical because right. you don't even realize that it's sort of designed for that, and so you're like, holy shit, everything I need keeps appearing. Yeah, but then later you when you to- go, you're like, oh, okay, that's. That's the point. You do it for other right. people, yeah. But
1: you have to then reciprocate. I mean, it's yes. it's a commu- it's a communal living. So this makes me not to be a downer because I love all this. But like, what does what do you do with assholes at Burning Man? Like, do they exist? Yeah, have there you been just the fights you just break yell. out or assaults or stealing? I'm sure people. there are
0: things like that, but it's 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 really not. People just yell at people being idiots and assholes, right. and they're like, I "That's also, really fucking dumb. What you're doing of... is
2: really fucking dumb."
3: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, you can also,
2: okay. There's also clues as to where they are, right? So there's something mm, called mm. the plug and play camps, which are the is the opposite of the ethos of Burning Man, and actually, <laughs> Burning Man should shut them down. You're supposed mm. to build your own housing structure, but uh, last year I saw like a, uh, a a literally, I think he was a worker, right? He was. Uh, you know, I hate to say this, but he was Mexican and he was explaining to a tall white man how his yurt and his AC unit worked. Yeah. It was very upsetting. And so there are these plug and play camps where rich people just show up. They've paid mm-hmm. thousands of dollars. And that's why people are like, oh, Burning Man's so expensive. It's like, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to it be have actually. To be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, so you can avoid the plug and play camps and those type of exclusive places that are the antithesis of Burning Man, there also at one point was this giant 747 that they like rebuilt on the playa. It had like kind of a bouncer situation, which is also mm. the opposite of Burning Man. Mm-hmm. And I You're not even allowed to say that people
0: can't come into your camp. Yeah, you're not allowed. Right, it's right. really,
2: I think they did get in trouble for that, but um. So a lot of friends wanted to go to the plane, and I was like, No, nah, there's a line. I'm not. And there's a ba- no. I'm not going. You know what I yeah, mean? So yeah. you can kind of a, you can, somewhat, you can those people. you can limit be. things
0: due to yes. space, but you can't say that people cannot come in. Yes. Yeah.
1: But the community yeah. can kind of shun those exclusive rich assholes. But I guess I I'm exactly. kind of. I'm but referring to like they don't for
0: sure. They're annoyed, but they're not gonna say like, Oh, you're bad. They're just gonna yeah, talk yeah, yeah, yeah. shit but, about you behind your back and be
2: like, right. No, no. But you do not that down in different years on some of the plugs and play camps when they find mm-hmm. out about them.
1: But I'm more, I'm more asking about like- Because there's an organization
2: behind it. I'm more asking asshole. about
1: safety, safety yeah. issues of like, this guy is a little too high and he's getting belligerent and he's threatening people, or this guy's a perv and he's just watching oh, yeah. naked people. Oh, they're, like, they're, what, what do you do with those people? There, there are yeah. rangers.
0: There are rangers that you can tell. And the oh, rangers, okay. oh. they, they're volunteer. <laughs> Burning Man cops. Or, I don't know if they're volunteer. They're like a part of the organization. Some of them are volunteer. Some of them are, of them are paid. And they're actually there to for the safety oh, of the this. playa. That's yeah. what I'm
1: wondering. Yeah. So you, not It's not that. a pure You not know about the rangers? Thing. My friend Amanda's a yeah.
0: ranger rangers so they they come and they say look uh this person we think is not safe and the rangers Mm -hmm. like ask them questions they take them to the med tent or Mm -hmm. this person is making people uncomfortable Uncomfortable. usually other like there's so many giant men around if you're uncomfortable you can tell a giant man around this person's making me (laughs) uncomfortable and the giant man will be like yo Stop being a fucking idiot. And yeah. And it'll stop. But mm-hmm. you can also tell a ranger this person seems dangerous or unwell or whatever. Right. And the rangers actually help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, right. so it was cool, and and the end wasn't that bad, y'all. It, it, it literally, we had so much food, we just had like a freaking feast every night with all the leftovers that people had if there was a dust storm or if you had to stay in for a t- couple of days. And when one of my friends from camp found out that the rangers were there, she said, uh, "Not the rangers, that the national guard had come." She goes, right. "That's not true," and I said, "No, no, I think it is true. I think the national guard's actually here." And she goes. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> She's like, I want them to leave. Radical self-reliance. What the fuck is happening?
1: Right. Well, that, my my question from the outside looking in was like, the news story at least in the beginning was the roads in and out are closed and the airports are closed so burning man is done but people are trapped there yeah, which is not an emergency like you
2: were going to be trapped there stuck. for days after right the thing yeah and right. supplies That's, were going to run scarce right. and then it was like everybody kind of left on schedule
0: yeah stuck okay. is better than trapped we were stuck mm-hmm, yes mm-hmm. we could not leave and somebody tried to leave and i think I don't know, but it was very, they it was were never very seen bad. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's very bad. If you try to drive or bike on that road, it was, it was dangerous. You would slide it was or you would get stuck. And they were t- saying on burning man radio, if you, if you try to leave and you have to get rescued, it's going to be like close to a thousand dollar fine mm, just right. because you're diverting resources in a fucking emergency so they were like please just stay where you are
2: and -hmm. also i heard like when vehicles did get stuck then it kind of fucks up leaving for everybody it really does does.
0: because Mm -hmm. then the ply is going to fucking dry around your dumb car and now nobody can drive there Um, but Lindsay, kudos you, to
1: the management or whatever you yeah. want to call them of like, they handled the situation and everything was fine. Yeah. Name one festival or concert where that actually worked out. Like, yeah. it's, it's well, that's great. that's the
2: other thing that people were coming back and saying, which I agree with. They're like, look, this isn't Coachella, right? Like, yeah. this is and a it's place not where fire we festival. know, <laughs> right. We know we're camping in the right. desert. We, we come up with for supplies. That. We yeah. signed up for this harsh environment. Yeah, right. sure. Rain is unexpected, but like, you know. As I was saying, a dust storm paralyzed everything last year and people couldn't leave or exit, but it didn't make the news because dust storms are very normal there.
1: Exactly. But did authorities bring additional supplies and food in or were you guys like, no, we're good? Not to me. We didn't,
0: we didn't need it. We still had fucking food left over at the end. And we, and, and camps around us were the same one camp, the camp next door to us on like maybe the second night of rain, they were like, we had too much spaghetti. Do you guys want some spaghetti? And they brought a (laughs) whole fucking tray of spaghetti for us. So most people were fine. Most people were fine. Chris Rock and Diplo are weak and scared and they had to. Leave. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. I think it's still powerful that they walk six miles, being like rich and famous. Whatever.
2: It was wild. Also, can you imagine being that guy who just like picks up Chris Rock? Like, and what? and
0: and also, Chris Rock was the most famous person that people said. But apparently, Cindy Crawford, my uh, Kaya Gerber, her daughter, like they were, they all also walked out. It was kind of crazy. But uh, here's the thing: I think Burning Man is cool and special. It didn't really get me like it gets a lot of people and I think it's because I'm black I have to survive being black in America every day so like surviving at Burning Man seemed pretty chill honestly and I think that like when people are when I was leaving my friend Sarah was like okay for like the next two months don't make any big decisions and and I was like, what? Oh, no, no, no. No, but here's the thing. I, I,
2: I, I, I hate that stuff. That's the thing. It's like, I agree with you 100%. I think it's a, a beautiful adventure, but when people are like, oh, oh, it's so powerful and set intentions and you'll have revelations about how you should live. But then, you know, wait, wait six weeks after before implementing. I'm like, k- k- k-
0: yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, H- H- honestly, no, you no, need to no, think no, about no, no, your life no, no, no. throughout the year as well. Don't just wait. <laughs> don't just wait to go to Burning Man to think I about your life. think about it.
2: No, <laughs> <it laughs> <laughs> I agree. This, is, and this is, and also people say, yeah, people tell me how it's like this religious experience. I'm like, it's, it's a fucking adventure in the desert. Please don't many it. Opportunities I mean. to
0: have a religious experience, though, like the temple is very special, but it is very sad. I feel like people only use
1: the I temple for like grief.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't, I don't, and that's apparently not what it was designed for. But yeah, it's just people posting. But I, yeah. you know
1: what it is? What's what's occurring to me is like everything, every fucking thing that you can do in this world is commercialized, is hyper commercialized yes. for the most part. Yeah. And yes. so for for. People in 2023 America to encounter this magical place, they're like, What the fuck? I can just take spaghetti whenever. What is this? But it feels <laughs> religious. Even though this is how humans have lived for millions of years, it is. It is an alien world to most modern yes, humans, yes, 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 so yes. I understand why people are like, "Whoa, my brain was blown away." Yeah, I get that. My, yeah, yeah I'm Lindsay, getting I also blown think, away think as it. an
2: artist, it's different, right? Like, I think people yeah. who, like maybe have a very normal <laughs> corporate life and yeah. they go Nine there like their minds corporate. are fucking blown, totally. and I'm kind of like. I'm doing what I want every day. Yeah. Totally. I also agree. I think that's, that's a
0: great yeah. point. My friend was like, I don't think I need to go to Burning Man because I grew up a theater kid. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you, you should, you should go. It's so yeah. unimaginable until yeah. you go. People should still go. But, yeah. um, but it man. is,
0: it's a very special and unique thing. And, I'm. I'm glad I went. I'll probably go again, and I'll have a totally different experience next time because it's unlikely to have a crazy downpour at the end. But mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, there'll it, be something crazy. Like it'll be, be something else that degrees. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, it was lovely and beautiful, and uh, I get why you're obsessed with it, Allie.
1: <laughs> you did it. All right. You converted well-
2: um, I know, and I wasn't even there. I'm going next year for <laughs> sure. This made me miss it so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but we do have a wild interview today.
0: <laughs> I am so excited.
1: Speaking <laughs> of being who you want to be, I <laughs> yes.
0: Being who you want to be is absolutely the theme of this episode.
1: <laughs>
2: so our guest today goes by Toy Dragon, and I believe identifies as a Toy Dragon. And I believe was brought to us by our listener Bowie Barks, who yeah. is also very active in our Discord and introduced us to Toy Dragon. And we covered a long time ago, pre Lindsay, um, BL, before Lindsay. And um, <laughs> we, not to be confused with BM, Burning Man, BL. Uh, so uh, BL, we, we interviewed Otherkin, which was pretty wild. Um, I believe the person we interviewed For other kin, Matt, do you remember? I believe also identified as like a toy or a robot or something. Uh
1: you know, I, I should have looked. It back. was like
2: two or three years ago, so I it have was a while to go It had to be at Re-listen. least
1: three or four I, I, years ago. Well, I don't know why I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. I might be thinking. Oh, I might be thinking of something else. It wasn't a journalist who was covering the community. No, it was we, someone. We it was a, so, to, a part of the community. Actually, okay.
2: I believe it was a two-part where we spoke to a journalist and then an actual. That may be what I'm thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I gotta say it's hard for me to wrap my head around, but I'm excited to speak with Toy Dragon and you know learn more.
1: Agreed. Yeah, when we when we got in touch with Toy Dragon, it, um, it, it my first, my early questions were like, so yeah, this is just everyone role playing and having fun in VR chat, right? We're all just putting on, we're be, we're being cool furries, we're being sexy anime ladies, and we're being dragons, right? And it was like, no, 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 I, I am a toy dragon, and I feel complete, and I feel who I am. When I am in this virtual space talking, you know, hanging out with other other furries, other other kin, other toy, other dragons. And I was like, whoa, OK, there's a lot more to this than uh, than we we thought initially. So I'm looking forward to this uh, conversation.
0: Also, Toy Dragon is kind of a great playa name. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now I can only think in terms of the burn.
2: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> JK, JK, JK. Also, while I was gone, there was a mini apocalypse here on the pod where we, we got broken <laughs> up with. <laughs> and um, it's been amazing to see the community sort of come to support us and especially in the Patreon. So before we thank our, subs- our subscribers and our new subscribers, I would love to say just thank you to everyone for really... Um, showing us that you like us and that you want us to keep doing this with you because at this point, it's not just helpful. It's really the only way that we're going to be able to move forward with this podcast in any way, shape, or form. And so Mm -hmm. thank you to everyone.
2: All right, we'll be speaking with Toy Dragon after this quick break.
0: Thank you even more than usual to the following people Thank you, Wesley Cordell.
2: Jerry Duran. Jessica Fox. Kathy Phillips.
0: Matthew Scott.
2: Melissa Elliott. William. Jessica Kaibel.
0: Ken M.
2: Kelsey Murray.
0: And thank you to our very new $10 or more level Patreon subscriber. Man, everyone give it up for Bowie Barks. We appreciate all of you and we look forward to whatever happens with the new way we are going to be doing this podcast and it won't happen without all of you. So thank you so much. And if you would like to consider donating at the $10 or more level and be thanked with this earnest love in our hearts, please go to patreon.com 2G1P. Our guest today is Toy Dragon. It's time to welcome it to the program. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> How are you today? A little bit anxious. Fair. <laughs> oh, oh, aren't we all? And I had a chai latte, which is more caffeine than I'm used to. So I'm mm. literally vibrating right now. Oh, no, I want <laughs> one <of> those. <laughs> wow, that could really come in
2: handy, Lindsay. But
0: all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it never happens when I want it to, only when it's stressful. Yeah. (laughs) But Toy Dragon, I want to get... First of all, I want to get into several things. You are the first it-its that I know. So you mentioned how you came upon those pronouns and that they're the ones that uh, give you the most happy chemicals, which I love. So tell me, first of all, how you chose to identify as it-its.
3: Well, um, I've had the moniker Toy Dragon for a very very long time um uh, since early high school wow it's just like o- over time it's just been like the, the the gender identity exploration pipeline for me started off with like uh, beginning off with like he him and then they them and then i landed on it it's and so far that's just been the comfiest out of the options that i've been like feeling comfy with
2: you said since high school can i ask how long ago that was for you like Because I think it's a big difference if it was five years ago versus 10 or 20. Yeah, it's more like
3: uh, 10 or 20. I am uh, mid-30s at the moment, so...
2: Mm, You're a pioneer. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You were having these conversations before anyone else.
3: Not not really conversations. uh, More just along the lines of self-discovery, as it hasn't really been until, like, the past few years when I found myself surrounded more within, like... uh, LGBT uh, related communities and whatnot, I had been essentially going on things on my own as I didn't really know like what sort of resources were out there. And so yeah, a lot of the identity and stuff that, that I found and set up for myself, I defined on my own through my own exploration. And then it's only been recently that I've been figuring out the lyrics to the to the tune I was humming.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, what were the first moments that you Knew that, oh, wait, I think Toy Dragon is more than just like a nickname I found for myself. This is more of an identity that I am developing.
3: The Toy Dragon as a moniker started high schoolish as I needed like an online name for the stuff that I was getting into. The dragon self identity is something that has been a part of me since childhood for various reasons. That was first starting off as early as I could remember. That spit my self image in dream states and whatnot, which admittedly has made it very easy to lucid dream because uh, I just look and I am not pink flesh in dreams, and it's like, oh, I am asleep. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Amazing! What can you describe your dream dragon self?
3: It's what I based my Sona off of. Uh, I can pop a picture of it in the Discord. Is there an appropriate channel for that? Or
2: yeah, you are saying even when you are sub- Even when you are subconscious, when you're dreaming, you appear to yourself
3: as a dragon. Yeah. I thought that was normal for the longest time.
2: Oh, was there a moment where you were like, "What do you appear as?" And people were like, "What do you time out?"
3: Interestingly, um, uh, it, I learned that like my experiences with like dream states and whatnot was abnormal when I was listening to late night conspiracy talk shows on the AM <laughs> dial, and, and it was like th- this whole thing about lucid dreaming. And uh, on one episode, and it was like, "Wait, wait, this is." that's something people struggle to do what
0: you're like i love being in control of my (laughs) dreams yeah yeah but still for our listeners can you go into i mean like what size are you what colors can you describe maybe what your skin does feel like if it doesn't feel like normal human you know skin
3: it's sort of like a uh like uh, red and darker red green mm-hmm. eyes yeah if if you take a look in the uh the main channel i popped an emoji there sort, sort of humanoid uh in terms of like walking so not like like four legged but like hind legged walking with, with arms and legs distinctly separate red western dragon style i suppose it'd be classified as uh, various horns along the uh, the, the top of the uh, and sides of the head mm-hmm. facing towards the back Emerald green eyes. Do you have wings? Can yes. You, so, in your dreams, do you fly? Oh, flying is so much fun. Yes, yes, yes. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite thing.
0: I love that. What, where, what kind of places do you choose to fly to in your dreams? It's mostly
3: flying for the thrill of flying. So it's it's mm. not like really flying to destinations, but more like flying for like the the rush of the wind, the the thrill of like diving down and watching as the landscape approaches, and then like the, uh, pulling out the, the the wings more and feeling like, like 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 one's heading changing as like you you adjust the little muscles and in the tail and the wings and i don't really have equivalent uh, expressions for it because that's not a thing people really get to experience <laughs>
0: yeah the closest i've come is when ali and i visited second life i was pretty good at flying wasn't i ali you
2: are thank you <laughs>
0: I forced You're, her you, to you say it. You
2: were far out. Uh, you were far superior to my to my skills. I was um, very impressed. I was uh, <laughs> I was a newborn babe. But um, so uh, I wanted to ask. We covered otherkin a long time ago, and I was wondering this must fall into the otherkin category no
3: i believe it does yeah i've been learning the uh, the different the different lyrics to the tune i was humming and whatnot and it seems like uh from like the descriptions that like the therian and and other kin communities have put together i fall within that sort of uh purview Uh. have you
2: connected (laughs) with a lot of others that feel similarly
3: yeah i have i have
0: i am assuming that those came as you really got into this isn't just a hobby or a thing I, i i like it's a thing i know about myself. And I would love to know how that came together and and the communities where you found connection and other people who feel similarly.
3: I found various connections through a lot of different medias, mediums rather, from like various uh, social communities that I've been a part of, uh, such as IRC back when IRC was a lot more prevalent, uh, various discord communities that I found myself bouncing around. More recently, VR-related stuff with, like, VR chat and whatnot. Social media, such as Twitter, Mastodon, slash Fediverse, and that sort of stuff, yeah. Telegram groups that I've been invited to.
2: Mm -hmm. So, um, and have you met others who also identify as a toy dragon?
3: Not a toy dragon specifically, but I have run into folks who identify as other types of toys.
0: Oh! Mm. It's all coming together for me now. So you're (laughs) not just a dragon, you're specifically... A toy dragon. Yep. Like, do you imagine some like you are a thing that like a, a a human would play with? Yeah. Oh, wow. And are there other dragons who are like, no, I'm an actual dragon? Oh, yeah.
3: Wow.
2: How do you reconcile with this, with the fact that you are human?
3: I don't like the human part all that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's icky. There's hair. There, there, there's weird smells. so much maintenance and upkeep
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're yeah don't get me started on being a woman so then do you invite people to play with you
0: as as like an action figure
3: as sort of yeah there's also like the uh, kink space uh part of it uh as well which i engage with which is quite fun oh do tell Uh, to be used as a toy within (laughs) within that sort of thing
2: (laughs) Mm. so i imagine in vr that's where you can really kind of or um, online first, and then leveling up to VR, I imagine that's where you can really kind of express yourself. Yeah. So
3: um, what are
2: the different ways that you have sort of leaned into this identity?
3: There is a few ways. I started off leaning into it with roleplay stuff in text, for the the irc and uh, discord and telegram and other various text chat type things throughout the years and more recently uh vr allowed for some of the various situations that were discussed tested out and whatnot that were fun and text and being able to have them in a bit more of a physical type thing some of the things aren't quite as possible due to the limitations of the tech of course but there's like enough that's like feasible uh with various setups that one can do for which is really quite fun and being able to like hook into stuff with like uh, remote controllable uh devices with levents and whatnot uh, allows for being able to bridge some more of the gaps what, what uh, did you just
2: say did you say i didn't understand that word uh so, yeah what's that
3: that is a brand that makes uh remote controllable sex toys ah. wow
2: I see. <laughs> we actually interviewed a, a really long time ago Bad Dragon, which I oh. s- assume you know about. So, Bad well, Dragon. I'm a good
3: dragon. I'm legally distinct.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Lindsay, actually, this is before your time, but it's, they do like fantasy dildos. They do like dragon dicks and stuff like that. So, if you fantasize about having sex with some like mythical creature, they kind of make that happen. I believe. Either this coincided with our interview, or maybe I looked it up later. But like, there is a Demogorgon dick, which from Stranger Things, like what that uh, dick probably looks like.
0: Wow. Um,
2: yeah. So I'm googling so,
0: this right now. Obviously,
2: it was wild. It was wild. So it's <laughs> there's something for everyone. You know what I mean? So, um, okay. So, so you use those kinds of plugins and toys to simulate, for better or worse, you know, ha- having sex this way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the ultimate feedback device. Wow,
0: <laughs> I love this. I, I,
3: essentially, yeah. In, in the VR space, I found that like I have phantom sense and whatnot, um, uh, which is essentially my brain maps the touches and whatnot that it skis to essentially simulations of actual physical touch uh, to an extent, um, uh, which has been very fun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Even like I said from the sexual aspect, are you saying that when you're in VR and the phantom sense, are you saying like you feel like you have wings more?
3: Yes, definitely. Um, uh, and I can feel when they're touched and whatnot, which is something that I was not expecting to have happen as it's something that previously I'd only ever had happened within dream states. And it was like, oh, oh. What the heck?
2: I don't know if you've gone down this wormhole, but any of the biology of it and what would account for feeling these sort of phantom sensations the way an amputee feels like a phantom limb?
3: I'm, I'm not really much in the research of that, but I do remember yeah. reading some articles a bit back where some folks had been theorizing that it was something along that same sort of path. It, the brain will try to like map sensations that it... Uh, believes should be mapped when it believes that something should be touching the self as a way to alert uh, your consciousness that things are happening mm.
2: i guess that's true of any sort of sexting or phone sex to a certain extent like your body responds to it mm-hmm. yeah
0: that's a wow i'd never thought about that relation to it i always thought of that as kind of like just like the excitement of kind of doing something that's usually in a private space while you're like out in public and nobody knows you're doing it. Lindsay
2: loves sexting in public, just so we're actually Lindsay loves having phone sex really loudly on the street.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If there's something that Lindsay loves, it's disembodied talk of sex. Actually, I hate it.
2: (laughs) I
1: really just want um, to
0: have the actual thing. Let's (laughs) Let's <laughs> let's not talk about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it.
1: So what you're saying is that song, Let's Talk About Sex, Baby, you're not into that song?
0: Well, yeah, but let's talk about it only in as much as we're going to do that.
1: Got it. You want the follow-up.
0: I'm not into sexting forever. You've seen my show, Matt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we would love to hear you know, because this... This podcast looks at communities. So what are the different ways that you've connected with others that have similar feelings of identity? What are the ways that, you know, are there friendships or relationships that you've formed with others, you know, perhaps in particular with other people who identify as toys? Like, what does that look like for you?
3: There's only been like a small handful of folks that I'm aware of that I identify as toys oh okay literally can count the number of folks that like i'm i'm really aware of on like one hand maybe Mm -hmm. maybe maybe have to overflow into the second hand but it's not that many yeah for more of the folks that like identify as creature okay for lack of a better term um uh like i found myself running a community that allows for folks to be able to Uh, come together on a regular basis to hang out and vibe and in vr started off as like a little hangout for a group of friends and then more folks getting invited into it and then the original hosts not being able to keep things going i offered to like run a couple things and sort of volunteered myself to 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 do stuff weekly for the past couple of years
2: (laughs) wait so what have you been doing weekly
3: hosting a vr uh meetup for a group of cool queer furries.
0: Okay. So you you're kind of in the furry community in that way. Yeah. I like that. And and what what are your VR meetups involve? And we've talked a little bit about VR stuff here on the pod as well, and I'd love to know about your VR sort of dragon mesh in that space
3: the stuff that i've been running is just like a weekly hangout type of thing uh, adults only it's not specifically like a lewd thing so no fucking at these mates <laughs> but yeah it's it's just like a place where we're like folks and just like go and hang out uh, with friends and whatnot uh, without having to worry about like kids coming into the space yeah
0: yeah
2: nice do you identify more with furries or other kin or both or neither
3: it's not a orb type of thing it's like concentric mm. simultaneous identifications okay i am part of the furry community due to the way how i view myself mm-hmm. and the way how i i enjoy the various elements of that community from the art to the gatherings to to just like queer and queer adjacentness of it and uh, other kin, because this, as far as my brain is concerned, I'm very dragon biased in self-identification. So
2: actually, that brings up another question for me, because I, you know, our very first episode way back in the day was actually with a furry who then took me to a furry party. I've also <laughs> went to FurCon, which was wild. And, <laughs> nice. Um, what would you say? I think everyone should experience the dance-off at FurCon. That's just another story for another time. But anyway.
3: VR dancing is fun as a... As a- <laughs>
2: oh no, Lindsay, I'm taking you to the next fur con and we're watching the actual dance off. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. Wow.
3: <laughs> full costume.
2: You know, I mean, I have
0: a full body skunk costume, so it's cool. <laughs>
2: okay. We'll we'll learn about that perhaps in the rap. But I I, <laughs> I wanted to ask, what is that line for you between role play versus identity? Because most of the furries I've spoken to, which granted, you know, is a, a tiny percentage, right? But They really see it as more of a role play, at least the ones I've spoken to, rather than identity. But you seem to view it more as an identity. And so it's just what is that line? What is that difference for at least for you?
3: It's an identity that I use as a baseline for role play. Okay,
2: that makes sense. No, it didn't make any sense to me, but no? I'm going to think about it.
3: <laughs> well, well, if you think of sexting as yes. role play and how sexting will be essentially depending on the type of relationship that you have that may end up being essentially role playing acts with the basis of you and them as their identity as how they pr- portray themselves for like the basis of a relationship the roleplay that I do takes that dragon identity that I have and uses that as a basis for the for, for the same purposes. Okay. It feels weird for me to like try to roleplay as something that isn't dragon because it's like this isn't mm, me. Okay.
2: Okay, I see. I see. I see.
3: I, I, it doesn't feel as genuine. It doesn't feel like as in line yeah. because it's like I'm I'm having to put forth like thought processes and ideas and for things that that is like essentially what somebody else would do.
0: What's so funny is that I think that sometimes the most fun about role playing is being something very different from yourself. But then if you're in it for a long time, it's kind of harder like when when we were doing Second Life, my original avatar was a dude and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be this like cool, tall, hot dude. And then I couldn't do it well. And then I just switched to a black chick and it was easier for some reason. So that's so funny because I think of like oftentimes when I think about role playing, I think of myself, but in different situations. Yes, I'm like a Regency era lady, but it's still, I see myself, if that makes sense. So it's interesting that for you to be authentic and like immersed, you have to be your dragon self. Mm -hmm. That kind of makes sense to me.
3: You write what you know, as they say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So who are some of the other like prominent community members that you have interacted with? And maybe what are some of the best things you've gotten out of the weekly meetup that you yourself host in VR.
3: I'm not 100% certain like what would count as prominent community members because the way how I perceive things is that we're just, at least in the community that I'm running, uh, but we're all just people there to have a time. There are some folks that are well known for art and whatnot, but like at the end of the day, we're all just creatures vibing. Just all entities sharing a space to hang out. I don't like to to like engage really into the whole popularity contest type of things. I try not to stress on that too too much. I say as as like I I look at like all the people that are like relying on me for stuff. It's like ah, I have become a prominent community member myself. I try not to think <laughs> on that too much. It is very anxiety. <laughs> the openness and welcome of the community that I've been running has been really lovely. Uh, a number of folks have, including myself, have essentially been able to use the space as a identification exploration, or identity exploration, rather. Mm. And various folks have used the space to try out different forms of expression uh, to determine like how they want to portray themselves. And some even finding the space as a comfortable way to... Explore uh, gender-related uh, things before, like exploring that more for, on a deeper personal level. I guess there's been a lot of people who have trans their gender in the group.
2: Mm. <laughs> who have what their gender?
3: Trans d- their gender.
2: Uh
0: huh. Yeah. I mean, you have also done that, right? So. Yeah. I guess talk about your journey through that and what it's been like to witness other people exploring it on their own.
3: It's been fun. <laughs> it's also been humbling to just be like I've I've made a place where where people feel comfy with that and I honestly really hope that I can, you know, keep providing a place where folks feel safe enough to be able to do that kind of thing.
2: But what was your own journey like because I think you mentioned at the beginning that you started exploring trans identity and when that didn't quite fit went to other identities is that correct which actually was the story from our Otherkin interview as well, so I was curious if that's a sort of a common theme or not.
3: I do know that there are like a number of folks who, who I know personally that are Otherkin that are trans, but like non-binary and whatnot is, is part of the trans umbrella. Yes. It could also be because I've been surrounding myself with a number of folks who are not necessarily on the in the furry community, the furry spectrum, I guess you could call it. That are also trans and whatnot. So it's like, I've got like a bunch of overlap between like different various groups. So it's a bit blurry as to if there's any cause effect correlation between things other than we're here and we're queer. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, what our other kin interviewees said for whatever it's worth is just that I think so, Matt, tell me if I'm remembering wrong, but essentially Mm -hmm. that they explored changing genders, and then that still didn't feel right. And then they found Mm -hmm. this other kin identity, and that was what finally felt right. Mm -hmm. Did you have a similar experience or no, totally
3: different? Well, No, um, uh, like, as I was saying, the the whole dragon identity thing has been floating around in my brain since childhood, which was well before I started with the gender exploration stuff.
2: Ah, okay, okay. It
3: wasn't until, like, the past 5-10 years, really, that I started um, uh, really doing that, and it has Dragon stuff has been earliest memories are at this point around 30 ish coming up 30 ish years old. And I'm mid-30s, so, ao, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Dra- dra- dragon <laughs> dragon, self has been a, around a lot longer than uh, gender exploration has been. Okay, nice.
2: And have you done any modification in real life, body modification? And do you want to? And, like, would you if you could?
3: If I could have scales, I want scales. I want scales. I want, <laughs> I want, my, <laughs> I want my wings. I want my tail. <laughs> do,
0: you, do you think that you would do that? Like, get maybe scales on your forearm or something like that, or an attached tail. I know that people have done that. I think
3: links, right? links, links. L- am links, I wrong? Links, well, those please, certainly links.
2: scale tattoos for sure. But yeah, no, there have been some stories. I think vice did a story about like sort of, you know, extreme body modification to be more like animals. So yeah, I think those things have been done. I don't know how realistic they are or to what degree. We've sent our guest down a wormhole and a year from now, <laughs> it's going to look totally different.
3: <laughs> I actually have uh, gotten a tattoo of one of the features of Dragon Self in the design and in how I appear and whatnot. On the left rump cheek, there there's like a, a heart marking. And I got that tattooed and it is just like, I now have a physical connection and it's like, it's weird. There's a bit of this body I actually like now. What the fuck?
0: I love that. That's <laughs> so interesting to me. And I think that it is, that that is definitely, I mean, have we covered body modification on the pod?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we haven't in, in some various ways. I don't know that we've done. And I mean, we've we've covered biohacking and, you know, when people yeah. inject tech into their bodies. Yeah. Why did you choose the heart on the rump?
3: It seemed like the easiest thing to do as a, uh, as like a test trial to see if that sort of thing would vibe with me. A, it would have a strong connection with the self-identity. B, it's in an area that wouldn't be like constantly physically seen. So if Mm -hmm. it ended up um, going wrong or I ended up regretting it, it at least wouldn't be something that I'd be essentially broadcasting all over. But as it turned out, it made the connection with my identity feel a lot stronger and has made me, like you were mentioning, tattoos and scale pattern, which is something that I've honestly been looking into and like trying to figure out where would i want something like that over the past few months
0: mm-hmm. interesting yeah i mean they did that on um they covered kind of that sort of thing in orphan black which is like a sci-fi show about clones <laughs> but people were doing all kinds of intense body modifications on that show and i feel like that's sort of just speaking to the zeitgeist that it's happening more than we think mm-hmm. it's a
2: hard- actually reminds me of bronies because I think that's something that the ponies all have is some kind of like stamp on their rump that means something. Was there any inspiration there or no? Or do I just know way too much about internet communities? <laughs> and I've been doing this podcast for too long. And so I'm drawing all kinds of connections.
3: It, it, it's something that, that had been part of that part of me for like before, like I knew about like my little pony and whatnot, that yeah. community for okay interested me yeah i i never got hooked on the show so eh, it's also i think their marks are on both sides mine is only on one side Mm.
0: (laughs) also i'm just gonna tell you right now don't google my little pony butt. Because I did that.
3: See, I
2: could have told you that for sure.
3: Risky click. For nice. sure. Rule
2: thirty-four. I was,
3: don't Google anything. Uh, but after we're being honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, but you know, I, I was like, oh, I wanted to just see the little stamps, and it scared me right away. What came up? <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: So, what would be? What would you love to see? Like in an ideal world, let's say everything. Uh, let's say we don't blow up the planet in fifty years. Um, <laughs> would you want to see a world where people? could get these bo- body modifications? Or do you think it's best if it just stays in VR? And Or, yeah, what what's sort of an ideal scenario that you'd like to see for people's self-expression?
3: I think folks should be able to express themselves how they want, whether it's like furry related or if it's just like body mods and whatnot. I think it's kind of neat. Like the only person that, like, there really would be at risk when it comes to that would be the person getting them. So it's not like there should really be that much of a moral quandary for, like, other people to really care about that sort of thing. Cause it's the personal, it's the person's personal choice for how they want to express themselves, to display who, what they are, how they want to be perceived. It may not be the norm, but, like, there's just so much out there and to like limit oneself to to having to like be stuck in line to force themselves to appear like everyone else when it's like one of the things that make a lot of communities really great are the weirdos that are creative and make cool stuff and like you find that in like not just with like the furry community specifically but art and science and tech, there's like a ton of really cool innovations of stuff being made by people who aren't expressing themselves like everyone else does. And they, like there's been a lot of that stuff that has ended up in museums, stuff that's been been like hailed upon as like incredible works. Because of these weirdos that didn't fall in line. Yeah. I think folks should be able to to, to modify themselves and express themselves how they want. Because who knows what cool shit we're going to get out of it.
0: I mean, I feel like we're close. I mean, I, I, it sounds like eventually it'll be like, oh, I'm going in to get a boob lift. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going in to get my tail lengthened or something you know people are going to just be doing whatever they want and we'll just let people live their lives the way they want to Big
3: tail big tail big tail big tail
0: yeah they already look like lions with their plastic surgery faces they look like animated disney lions so (laughs) it's not that much further to just go ahead and and get a mane i don't know right yeah go for it live your best life (laughs)
2: Uh, that That's a that's always an argument for trans surgery that I find very interesting and compelling, really, because it's saying like we already do gender affirming surgery, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. women getting hm. their lips filled and all this kind of stuff like that. Men getting chin implants. Right. It's like them trying to be more feminine, and more masculine. So I've always thought that was a very interesting argument where it's like we're already doing these things anyway. I mean, my general feeling is just like if it's not hurting anyone, whatever floats your boat, you know. So have you had to, like, come out to people in real life or...
3: Some folks that I've ended up surrounding myself with real life uh, relationships and whatnot uh, are mostly on board with it, other than very Christian family who are very disappointed. And <laughs> the the whole, I'm glad your grandfather wasn't around. To... Oh, wow. It's
2: fine. Grandpa wouldn't understand, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Gee, is it any wonder why I moved uh, far, far away?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, as we head to a close, is there anything else that you just think listeners should know about this identity, this community, this online space? Is there anything else that you think that we need to know?
3: I also fall into it like a bit of like the stereotypical IT guy who's also a furry. Um, uh, So we're everywhere. You don't know it. No, it's just a way of existing. It feels normal to me because it's just something that is me and part of me and part of my experience and how I process and whatnot. I look at like what is considered normal stuff, like normal relationships, normal identity expressions, and all that stuff. And I don't know, it just feels weird to me. And it's like cringe is dead. <laughs> <laughs> let 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 folks be themselves if they're not causing harm to others. It's whatever the the time that we have is short let folks enjoy things yeah found family is awesome (laughs) i agree with that for
2: sure
0: (laughs) i agree i agree well thank you so much toy dragon for coming in thank you for
3: having me it's been a lot of fun
2: good thank you for being here i don't know how to feel about it you know because i'm i'm very much like you know whatever floats your boat doesn't hurt anyone but That line between identity and role play is confusing. Um,
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. We we don't we'll we will never know what it feels like to be a toy or a dragon (laughs) or Mm -hmm. a toy dragon. And in reality, would that ever feel like anything? Because it's not a living creature, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. So. Is that role play or is that identity? I don't know. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. In this case, uh, coming into this identity and and realizing it or semi realizing it in a virtual space sounds like it is very um, beneficial and positive for Toy Dragon. Like it it became uh, it became whole. Uh, because of this because of the internet you know what i mean so like right again like i don't know it are are they really a toy or is it just a uh fulfilling a a wish or a fan. I like I don't know. Right. It's and very then, complicated. Uh, and then the
2: thing is like, it, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with fulfilling a, a wish or a fantasy yeah, exactly. and doing whatever you need or want to do to feel whole and complete. Um, it's just tricky when, you know, a lot of people who identify as something like there's, there's real discrimination, you know what I right. mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. 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 It's
0: interesting. I think that um, toy dragons, Life scale is small enough to where it won't affect that many people. (laughs) Uh, No pun intended. But I think that, yeah, it could be more challenging, like if it were a broader situation. And that's why yeah, that's I asked, interesting.
2: Asked, about, asked the question about like, what does this look like for you in an ideal future? You know what yes, I mean? Like, for sure. do we live in a world where people are getting a lot of body modifications to look like different animals? And I think if enough people do it, like who really cares?
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: then, you know, does there start to be an issue of wanting to be recognized as these things? And... You know, I, I couldn't decide if I offended slightly by asking, like, how do you reconcile that with being a human? You know, because I yeah. think to some extent right, it does not maybe does not identify as a human. But that's but, if yeah. we, but if
1: not to go full singularity, but like if we live if a person can live the scale of their lives, majority or wholly on the Internet, then you can have a complete life as you your true there identity humans yeah. that
2: will be like, I identify as a robot and we will have sentient robots. And therefore they'll be like, no, I am a robot. I want to be treated like the robot class.
1: I mean, Possibly. yes, Possibly. The answer Possibly. Is clearly. Yes. Anything is anyway. robots But I guess I just mean like humans. the the whole, like, so w- if you are a toy dragon or a robot, what do you do when you walk around in real life? And I think we might approach a world where it's like, I just don't do that. I just don't, I don't go out in my to life. the real yeah. life because I spend my life, my I spend my life and identity and community in a virtual space.
0: At that point though, when are you worried that it's like a social disorder, right? Like right. you, I don't know, you know, I do want everybody to be and live their life however they want. I do want that. But I mean, and I guess if, if they're not, if they're not hurting themselves or hurting other people, then maybe it's fine. But wouldn't it be like, I guess, at least now classified as like a mental disorder for you to never seek to engage with other beings that are actually the same as you?
1: But if you flip it on backwards,
2: right? It's are like, we just a bunch of boomers who are like, yeah? We're not
3: gamers, yeah. yeah. but are we a bunch
0: of closed you know minded I mean? people? Yeah. Like
2: <laughs> because if that
0: person would be so distraught to have to interact with human VR people, that's exactly right. Like, yeah. yeah. it, it Meaning would actually be I worse for them. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I I can't be social or functional because I can't I physically cannot be who I am in the real world, but I feel awesome when I put on dragon wings and or robot heads and go in the virtual. Then then that is a pro social. Identity, you know what I yeah. mean—a pro-social approach to your own life. Um, but it only works when you're on the internet, and we continue. We currently still live in a hybrid, flesh slash internet world, and maybe one day it will be more virtual than flesh. I don't know. You know,
0: I hope not. I hope we get closer to Burning Man as right. an alternate reality, as an, mm-hmm. an, and farther away from VR as the main way <laughs> that people can be themselves. You
2: know, I, I just think that exploring right, the real world Burning is Man a is gift a place where you can be like, I'm a toy dragon and you dress as a dragon and nobody yeah. cares.
1: Right.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And I, I, I think
0: that I, I'm about to get like super emotional because I'm like really tired. <laughs> I survived <laughs> an apocalypse, but I think that it is a gift to be on this planet. I do believe that earth is the best possible planet and we're getting further well, the, I away. I disagree on that part, but you <laughs> here? Yeah, that's good. fine. That's fine. Um, the, as we get farther away from what, this planet is and what it has to offer, we're just missing out. We're missing out on, like, I, I'm, I'm in the woods right now and I just saw two bunnies, like, running across the lawn at night and I looked up and there's stars. And, like, you can't really feel that in VR. And it's very special to be able to see and live in this world and on this planet,
2: I agree with you. But again, are we being old boomers who are like, I don't the think the real world is great. Have you ever looked at the stars? I think
0: you f- should first stop calling me a boomer. And then VR. And is number like, two, <laughs> VR I think, is
2: like, yeah. Well, have you ever jumped off of a planet? and You have wings. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm well, not saying me, that VR it.
0: is bad. What I'm saying is, we we one of all only one thing is not necessarily the best way. Yeah. And well, so VR th- I love postulates this. that it's the only possible way for you to experience this rush, yeah, right? And
1: I don't know that it it does position itself, but let me, let me throw it at you this way, because I do think this is the actual future of a lot of this technology, which is, um, well, number one, Lindsay, please don't make any decisions about your life for two months, because <laughs> yeah, clearly wait weeks, yeah. you are, yeah. uh, you know, you've had a religious mind, experience with, with Burning Man. Number two, <laughs> imagine a world, and we didn't ask Toy Dragon about this, because it doesn't exist yet, but... I walk to the store and I'm saying hi to real people in real life, but I have a contact lens in. And so when I look down at my arm, it has red dragon scales. So mm. I when I view myself in the real world, I am a dragon, but I can f- and then I feel comfortable in my own skin because I'm presenting as a dragon. But the rest of the world just sees me as whatever. Ooh. That's an augmented version of um, reality I like or that. identity. And that could be a way forward for, for I like this. That.
0: I think that's beautiful. And okay. I hope we get there.
1: you can see the real bunnies but you can be a dragon yeah be a dragon see the
0: bunnies
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right well we solved it you heard it here um we did it i think that's our episode title be a dragon see the bunnies (laughs) <laughs> uh, and Bernie Man, but uh, Toy Dragon is in our Discord already, yes, and will yes. be there answering any questions that you have. So please pop on into our Discord, Discord.gg/2g1p,
1: with pictures uh, of its uh, of its like virtual mesh body, which yeah. was created by someone in in their community. So like, if you want to see what we're talking about and, and meet Toy Dragon, come on in, talk yeah. talk to it,
2: and. Um, As we mentioned many times, we are going independent. So Patreon is not a nice-to-have. It's a need-to-have to to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a must-have. So, you know, (laughs) if everyone who listens donates even just a dollar, I I think that would be very helpful based on our listener analytics. And uh, you can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P. You can also email us anytime, 2G1podcast at gmail.com. We also love when we get voice memos. So that number is 347-871-6548. Seven. Seven,
3: that number again. 347 871
2: I said voice memos like it's like on an iPhone, but it's like voicemail. <laughs> but it, it's kind of like a voice memo because it's not uh, yeah, interactive. Voice no. Yeah, no. Um let's see. Did I did I miss one? I feel that I missed one, but the maybe email? not. No, I said the email. No, All right.
0: Well, then we're uh, good. You can
2: follow us on social. I'm at <laughs> Ali A-L-L-I underscore G-O-L-D-I. I post a ton of videos of Love Isn't Blind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to, I'll be in LA for Love Isn't Blind September 16th. I will be in San Francisco September 30th. And I will be in Seattle September 22nd. I said those out of order, but I will mm-hmm. be in those cities, San Francisco, Seattle, and LA in September. I think you have so a listener or
1: two who has said, hey, I'm going to be there for this show or that show is that correct I don't know some Some people
2: wrote like that they were there and I but they Mm -hmm. didn't say hi so if if you're listening and you come see it please say hi you can also apply to be a contestant the application Mm -hmm. and tickets are all at loveisntblind.co and you can follow Lindsay. I'm at the
0: Lindsay Life across all social media platforms and I am performing my show Letters to the Boys I've Never Kissed at Under St. Mark's in New York, October 13th, Ooh, 16th you're coming and back? 18th. Yeah, I'll be back.
1: Say the dates again. I talked over you. That's go okay. go ahead.
0: I'll be performing in New York October 13th, 16th and
1: 18th. It's a great show. I've seen it. <laughs> it's a great space if it's it's the same theater. Yep but good luck finding the theater. You got to know where you're going. <laughs> I'm going to gonna it's make a, signs. I'm going to make
0: signs. Yeah. Yeah. It's you, hard you to make find.
1: Signs. Yes.
2: That's where blog Logs started. Here
1: yeah. Yeah. Way
2: okay. back in the day. We started mm-hmm. at St.
0: Mark's. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All, all
2: right. right.
0: We love you all. Heart your faces. Bye.
2: Bye.